Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Maybe we'll get uh, Brendan to pull up a little bit of uh, Metallica here at some point because Sean, the engineer, was was texting and uh, listening to the show, and he had a specific request, Brendan, for Orion. Is that the name of the song? I don't know. Maybe Mark Spector knows. He's going to join us shortly on the River Creek. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor for the eighth consecutive season, Digitex. Digitex.t is over to number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, uh, two opinionated fellows, one of whom knows what he's talking about. That's not our next guest. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Reminder for uh, those of you that were going to be headed to the River Cree, April wine tomorrow night is canceled in part because of um, the new regulations that are going to take place. We will tell you this. Uh, River Cree, all our restaurants are open. They've got masks there for you. You've got to be masked, obviously, in the venue. And uh, have at her. River Creek Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We uh, bring aboard for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta presenting live thoroughbred racing Friday and Sunday night at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Full fan access still available at River Creek at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino for live racing. Full fan access. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com as well. Post time is 6.15. I've seen them last couple days down at uh, Rogers Place for... I guess technically the downtown community arena. For the rookies, we welcome back to the show. He's no rookie on this show. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector. Hello, Spec. How you doing? No, oh, not bad. I had tickets to that April wine show tomorrow night at the River Cree, and uh, I guess they'll be refunding now, but it's kind of looking forward to seeing some old Canadian rock and roll, Bobby. Yeah, well, you know, Spec, uh, some of... It's funny with the numbers, right? And we're all watching things, and it's all tied back into being able to watch live events. And, of course, the Oilers came out. The Oilers Entertainment Group came out with a uh, uh, policy three weeks ago that you're going to have to have proof of vaccination or a negative test in the previous 48 hours. Um, And I passed along a note to our listeners today that if you go into the Alberta Health website into vaccine outcomes, uh, table number seven provides a breakdown. And we were at 2.7 and 3.7 million people in this 
province that are eligible to be vaccinated, they're vaccinated. And Mark, over the course of the last 120 days, there has been 129 ICU cases for people aged 12 to 39. 129 ICU cases, last 120 days, people aged 12 to 39. So those people are eligible uh, to get the vaccine. Guess how many out of the 129 that have gone into ICU, 12 to 39, guess how many of those are fully vaccinated? How many, Bob? Zero. Oh, there you go. There might be a trend there. You could draw your own conclusion from that. Uh, this is Oilers now. <laughs> Bob Stoffer. You know, Mark, and you would know this. I've always been a bit of a stats geek. You know that about me, right? Because I didn't have much else yep. going for me. So, <laughs> lack the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, character, and discipline to have uh, uh, played in the old 12-team WHL spec. So, uh, you know, we all have to sell our wares differently. I don't know, but, like, when there's zero uh, <laughs> people in ICU that are vaccinated under the the age of uh, 39, 12 to 39, uh, that might be a redeem, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Anyhow. All right, spec. So we're down at rookie camp and there's a couple guys for me that have been noticeable down there and part of its size and part of its strength and frame. One defenseman, Dmitry Samarukov, and don't get me wrong, I'm not concerned about Broberg, but Samarukov looks like a man on the ice, and then there's a guy up front, and that's Raphael Lavoie. So I just, uh, you know, is it tough to tell, do you think, or are these guys a little bit noticeable just because of the frames that they're uh, bringing? Yeah, I mean, what I've noticed as a whole, it's a bigger group. You know, there used to be a few big guys that stood out from a lot of very average sized guys and little guys. Now the opposite is true. There's a couple little guys out there and they really stand out because everybody around them is quite large. You know, Kesselring's a good size. Big Phil Kemp's a good size in the back end. Sam Rukov is six foot three, big and strong. Broberg six foot three. You know, there's uh, Lavoie is a big man and, and he can still, he'll still muscle up a little bit. So, you know, listen, the, the the old scout always said, big and good beat small and good every time. And uh, certainly we watched the playoffs of the National Hockey League last year and we saw how Montreal Canadiens' large defense, uh, even though they weren't all the most talented guys like Edmondson and Sherratt, uh, big and strong helps you win. And the next wave of Edmonton orders, and I count Bouchard in this, uh, and I think Darnell Nurse certainly stands up for this. Yes. The next wave of Edmonton Oilers defensemen, certainly, Bob, are big and strong. Well, just, you know, you take a look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, okay? Victor Hedman's six foot six. okay? Mikhail Sergachev, who was second in team scoring last year, 30 points. He's six foot three, 220 pounds. Uh, Eric Cernak, who played with Connor in Erie, six foot three, 230 pounds, an absolute beast to play against. Ryan McDonough, you know, he's the smallest of those guys, and he's a thick 6'1", 220. I mean, that's their top oh, yeah. four defense. There you go. And and then they had a guy like Shen who they, you know, last season they would bring in, and he was six foot. you know, he's 6'2", 225. Mark, tomorrow against the Flames rookies, just because Broberg, and I know they've got him listed at 6'3". He's not 6'3 anymore. He's he's 6'4 plus. They've got Broberg at 6'4". Sam Rukov, 6'3". Again, I think he's about 220. Nima Linen, 6'5". Those are all left shots. 
And then Berglund, 6'3", right shot. Kemp, 6'3", right shot. Kesserling, 6'5", right shot. And they've even got a guy, <laughs> Deherney, that's 6'6", six six right shot that's on an AHL deal that's probably going to get an NHL deal in a year from now. And so that's those are the support guys coming. For you know, we expect Bouchard to take the step forward this year, and then obviously Nurse is going to be the leader of the defense for several years at six foot four, and so I think we're seeing sort of a change in the guard. They had some, you know, uh, Jones and Bear last year. Though Jones was six foot, maybe six foot one. Ethan, uh, skilled, smart defenseman, you got to give to get, but a, a sub six footer on a team that already had Tyson Berry. Like we have people texting the show saying. The Oilers D is too small right now at the NHL level because you're going to have both Keith and Barry. I think you can live with that, but it is interesting where it's headed. Yeah, well, as you know, listen, if you're if you're going to lead the NHL in scoring among defensemen, you don't, you know, you can. We're overlooking size. Tyson Barry's not a tiny, you know, he's not a he's a bigger man than Bear. Uh, he's not tiny, but he produces offensively. I'm fine with that guy's size. If you're going to be, uh, you know, the four, five, six defenseman, you got to be big now. You got to be big, and you got to be able to skate. You know, you can't be Darian Hatcher, who was big, but near the end of his career, when they took away the obstruction, he couldn't play anymore. You know, I watch a guy like Neem Line, and he skates very well. Uh, especially for a guy his size. He's tall and lanky. I think he could fill out. Uh, I like the way, um, certainly like the way Sam Rukov can skate. Obviously, Broberg's probably the best skater among them. And, you know, I, I watched Darnell Nurse, and, and we can sit here and probably over a jug of beer, Bob, try to figure out all the best qualities of Darnell Nurse, and we can argue over that. But I'm going to tell you, the fact that he can skate as well as he skates puts him in the in position to make every other play that he makes. Uh, skating in today's game, it's no secret, man. If you're six foot two, three four, and you can skate, you're going to play a long time. Yeah, well, we're seeing we're certainly and we're seeing a different type of defenseman. You don't have to pound the crap out of guys, but you got to have ranginess and be able to get to guys yep. and get sticks and lanes. Right. And that's kind of the spot. You got to beat into the spot, Bob's What you got to do? Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned Darian Hatcher, and all I think of is you know when towards the end of his career in Philadelphia and that play in Toronto where he went to step up and drill a leaf and instead he hit his own teammate Jarfy Lupel and almost, like it was a bad one. Like Lupel was knocked out cold on the ice on the play. And that was the year that Lupel was having an unbelievable year. Like he was on pace for about 33, 34 goals and 70 points in Philly and it just derailed his entire season. Well, and When Darian Hatcher hit you, you stayed hit, Bob. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, Mark. The Dallas Stars back in the late 1990s, early 2000s, 2000s. I mean, between uh, Hatcher and Maftichuk, who, you know, it's, I mean, they just hacked and whacked at you and chopped you across the wrist and cross-checked you in the back. And then Ludwig's shin pads, uh, they were ridiculously big. They started yesterday and finished tomorrow. That's how big their shin I mean, it was stupid, right? It was almost a yeah, and then Sidor and Zubov on the other pair. Yeah, uh, and they the skill. No wonder, no wonder that team was hard to beat, huh? Yeah, they were very well. And you know what? The Oilers uh, pulled off that upset '97 and took them to took them to six and oh three, oh one and oh three. Like that was a pretty major accomplishment. Different time now, Mark. As we close in on the start of the regular season, it's interesting. Uh, yesterday, Bill Daly, and I know you saw the comments, uh, he's, he believes by the time opening, by puck drop and opening night, the NHL will be about 98% fully vaccinated. 
Uh, he figures there's only going to be 15 or so unvaccinated players in the league, uh, which to me would mean it's 99% vaccinated because there's, you know, there's 23 guys at 32 teams is roughly, what, 700 players, 720 players. Um, so they've made things so challenging for the unvaccinated players in the league. Um, and then the other thing is, Mark, you got a short career. Right, you got a short shelf life. You got to capitalize. Yeah, and and I think the biggest one out there in terms of regulations by the NHL is the fact that if you get into uh, if you know if you catch COVID and you got to miss games, you don't get paid. If you're unvaccinated, so if you're unvaccinated, if you're unvaccinated, and if you are vaccinated, you do get paid. So that's the first way to alter the course of a National Hockey League player or any professional athlete. Let's face it, it's a business. Uh, and I'll say this, Bob, of all the sports I've covered, uh, and I, I'm not alone in saying this, hockey is a, you know, I would say players, do I say, succumb to peer pressure in hockey more than anything. They, they don't, the individual in hockey, I'm not saying there aren't any because there are, yeah. but there, there's a lot less individuals in a hockey room than a baseball clubhouse and a football locker room. So, so, you know, I think that when you get down to being the last guy in the team that's not vaccinated, I think you got 22 guys kind of looking at you like, really? Like, you're going to make us all, you know, go through this thing because you won't get vaccinated and we all did? I think the peer pressure is is second to the financial component, Bob, going to be enough to probably make Bill Daly right in the end. I don't profound uh, – that's not the right word – Allow me to allow allow me to suggest that I don't have the same maybe passion for baseball that I used to spec in the '70s and the '80s. Uh, but the stories I always used to hear, just talking about the individual nature of baseball, is you'd have a team in the middle of an eight-game winning streak, but if a guy was on a 200 run at the plate over, you know, couldn't wasn't hitting above the Medosa line, and he was normally a 300 hitter, even if his team had won eight games in a row, he'd be surly and difficult to deal with in a base, you know, for the media because the guy wasn't hitting. You've actually covered baseball. Was that the case even in AAA? Uh, yeah, it's especially in AAA, frankly, because, you know, let's face it, AAA, in, at least in the big leagues, it is about the team winning. It's not that way in the minors. It's about the individual guy getting to the show. Yeah. So certainly in AAA, but I mean, it's just the mechanics of baseball. The pitchers and the hitters don't have much to do with each other. They're their own people. And then what you get inside baseball clubhouses that you don't get near as much. For instance, a Russian guy, uh, Yessi Poyarvi comes to the Oilers. The first thing they try to do is fit, get his English going, assimilate him with the English guys, sit him next to English players, speak English. The baseball clubhouse, there's a whole wing of that clubhouse where they're speaking Spanish. Yeah. Right? And the English guys, I'm not saying they never go in there, but if they do and they don't speak Spanish, they're not have much fun in there. So it's just a different world in baseball. I'm not saying it's worse or better. Uh, it's just a different world, man. All right, Mark, I'm going to get you to put on your early, uh, and again, we haven't seen any of the teams play. Next week is the start of training camp on Wednesday at the NHL level. Ken Holland uh, expected, uh, you know, he spoke the day of rookie camp to provide us uh, an update on Holloway. Uh, you and me were on the air on Tuesday we got the word on on Wednesday that uh, I mean that's a loss for Edmonton but I, I just uh, you know what just before I get to how you think the owners are going to do in the Pacific it is a loss for Edmonton that they're not going to have Holloway available for the next several months isn't it well 
it's it's more it's lost for Edmonton organizationally. Yeah. I don't have him on the team right away. Right, nor do what I. You want, what you want is that player to start accruing minor league tenure, right? You want that guy get to the minors, start playing. You know, you ideally he plays 100 AHL games. Well, let's start. Let's get game you know game one in now. So he's going to lose a half a season, Bob. And I won't lie to you, he's going to be a step behind on the second half of this season if he comes back in January. So uh, it, it doesn't have to be a lost season for Dylan Holloway by any means. But clearly, and you know, I, I don't want to, like, let's hope that they get this thing over with. I don't care if they sit him out the whole season, Bob. Get this scaphoid thing fixed. Yeah. Because Sheldon Surrey had a scaphoid that followed him around his whole career. Now, I know he busted it again, I think fighting, if I'm not mistaken, which probably Holloway won't have to do. But that's a, that's a very difficult bone. And in the sport of hockey, again, I remember Sheldon Surrey, it literally shortened his career. So I would say if he misses, I don't care if, if, if Holloway misses the whole season, I just want him, when he comes back, be 100% and ready to get going. By the way, uh, I don't know if this is out there, but Sheldon Surrey just got remarried. Just in the last couple of weeks, I, I had somebody. Yeah, I had uh, a real great guy uh, tip me off on that. So, um, I, I believe it took place in Idaho, if I'm not mistaken, over the course of the last 14 days. Oh, so. Nice. Yeah, I like Shelley. He was a good man. He a very he was, good yeah, player. Good guy, and uh, and he, you know what? He had some style. You know what I mean? Like he did indeed. He, he did indeed. And yep. he could he could flat out bomb the puck. Yes, yeah, so, he bombed the puck. Yeah. All right, spec. <laughs> so here's the deal. We're we're closing in. We're getting ready to to drop the puck here in training camp. Uh, the books are out right now. I, I the sports forecaster. You have to order it online. I, I was I was stoked. I got it delivered uh, in the mail uh, the other day. The hockey news has got a couple books out right now. You can even pick up those hockey news books. Uh, Sportsnet's going to have a whole bunch of predictions in terms of who's going to come in uh, where in the respective divisions. The question I have for you: mm-hmm. Are the Edmonton Oilers? Most people are going to say Vegas is the favorite. To me, Vegas isn't the same team because they don't have Marc-Andre Fleury, and he's been part of the identity of Vegas. So, on that note, who's the favorite in the Pacific Division, Mark? Well, I'll tell you, the favorite's Vegas, like you just said, but I'm not uh, – I'm – you know, I generally reserve my predictions until the season starts, but I, I can certainly, absolutely see a scenario where Edmonton and Vegas are pushing each other into, you know, late, late March – and it's a coin flip. What are the factors, right? Uh, does does Robin Leonard, with the extra work in Vegas, does he hold up? I can't see why he won't. He's a pretty good goalie. Uh, do they figure out their lack of depth at center ice in Vegas, or does it come back to haunt them a little bit? That could be. And in Edmonton, it's all about goaltending, right? I, I look at their defense. I, I like the guys they have pretty much, and I see that they have a lot of – um, reinforcements if things go bad. You know, if someone gets hurt, they got some guys that can fill in. That's fine. I like their forwards pretty well. Uh, if Mike Smith gets hurt, all bets are off, pal. Yeah, well, I actually, you know, it's funny, Mark, the one common uh, text I get every time we talk about the goaltending is you guys have completely dismissed Miko Koskinen. Yep. That's the one con- I get. I get that over. And why do you, like, because you know what? Koskinen's first two years weren't terrible. You look at the save. Now, last year, he he wasn't at the level that he wanted to be at and started 12 of the first 13 games. Then Smith came back. Then Smith basically got about 65% of the starts the rest of the way. And then, unfortunately, yep. Koskinen had a couple stinkers late in the year. 
we'll see what happens here between Smith uh, and Koskinen because I think, especially with the travel mark, I think Mike Smith benefited from last year being in the same city and, you know, maybe playing two games in three days. To me, that now is going to get split between Koskinen and Smith. So I, I do think Mike will get 50 to 55 starts, but I could easily see Koskinen at 30 to 35 starts. And I could see Koskinen's save percentage going back up. And I think Smith will be hard-pressed to match the 923 from last season. Well, that's, all of those things you say are fair. Listen, I, a, a one-two of Smith and Koskinen, if you told me right now that's how it's going to be for 82 games, I'd go to war with that. Their numbers over the last few years have been just fine. The two of them together with Mike Smith playing 60% and Koskinen playing 40 that that works. But here's what we know about Koskinen. If he has to go more than two games in a row, he falls apart. He can't start for you for for even two weeks, Bob. Yeah. And that's a that's a career trait for that player. He can't be your number one while Smith misses three weeks. So that's to me the fly in the ointment here. If you promise me Smith is healthy the whole time, I'll take Koskinen as backup all day. But if you're telling me that there might be a month or a month and a half at some point where Koskinen has to be your number one, I'm terrified of that. All right, Spec. Uh, which football game are you going to be watching on the weekend? And I'm going to give you uh, three options. You ready? <laughs> One of them is going to be Bama, Georgia, or Bama, Florida. I'll bet. Yeah, Florida, Alabama tomorrow at one thirty on CBS. Uh, the Elks and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 7.45 on TSN. And on on Sunday night, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens, a matchup of two guys that have been MVPs, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. That one's also available on TSN. What you got? Well, I probably like the, got a chance of watching the two pro games. If it's a nice day tomorrow, as much as I could sit inside. If it snowed tomorrow, I'd watch all three, Bob. Yep. If it's a beautiful day tomorrow... You probably won't see me on the couch all afternoon watching college football, I'm afraid. I'll probably find something outside to do. All right. Well, we'll see you at the rink tomorrow at 5 o'clock, the uh, Oilers, Rookies, and the Flames. Rookies, thanks, Mark. All right, Bobby. That is Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, brought to you by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live thoroughbred racing Friday and Sunday night at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. There's fan access, but you can also watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Post time is 6.15. We've already given you the Oilers Now injury report. Dylan Holloway not available. Uh, don't know if anything came out today on uh, Oilers prospect Jake Chason, who left the ice. Uh, during practice after a collision in the corner appeared to be an upper body issue. Josh Prokop, former captain of the Calgary Hitmen, he's uh, already skating with the University of Alberta, got smoked in a game against Red Deer from behind a five-minute major on uh, Saturday, did not actually make it uh, to rookie camp. He's not available as well. I've not seen Kirill Maximov yet, who uh, spent uh, last season playing uh, in the KHL and then uh, the Russian Junior League uh, as well. Uh, He has not been out there and... uh, as we mentioned repeatedly, most dominant forwards up front have been Raphael Lavoie and Xavier Borgo on a line that is centered by former Medicine Hat Tiger James Hamlin. 128 in Edmonton. That's our Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. When we come back from the NHL Hockey at Rogers and the Oilers Radio Network, Jack Michaels, but not before we go to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.